You've created your business and now it's time to protect it. Whether it's your podcast, speaking engagements that you do virtually or live on in-person stages or the community that you've built, you want to make sure that what you've created is taken care of and well protected. This is where AWB contract templates come in. They're customizable, quick and easy to complete and cost a fraction of working with a lawyer one-on-one. They have tons of options available so you can choose the ideal one for your business needs. It's an instant download. You get a Word doc template, you fill in the blanks and in about 20 minutes, you're all done. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash contracts today to pick out your new business contracts. And when you check out, be sure to use the code play for 20% off your contract purchase. That's P-L-A-Y in all caps for 20% off. Protect your business with AWB contract templates. I think earlier on in my business, in the early years, I would be more afraid of that. I'm like, oh, I don't want to lose people. That has shifted over the past couple of years. And I'm like, please, I want to repel people who don't align with my values and being 110% okay with that. What does it mean to have a business that feels as good as it appears on the outside? A business that is aligned with its values and is creating and infusing those values into everything that it does. I'm talking a seven-figure company that is operating from a place of integrity, supporting and protecting people from all walks of life, especially those who have underrepresented and marginalized identities. A business where the owner is comfortable with being uncomfortable and is available to be vulnerable is leading from a place of kindness, love, and caring. You're listening to Flaunt Your Fire, the brand visibility podcast where we own our values as we amplify our influence. I am your host, India Jackson, and today I am recording on the stolen land of my brother's ancestors, the Piscataway people. This land is known to many as the capital of the United States, Washington, D.C., and its surrounding area. And I am really excited about today's interview because I think often we think about integrating our values and we can have all of these different ideas of what this may be like, what it might stir up, some of the challenges that may come up with it. But I think it's always helpful to get real life examples of brands that are doing this and are being successful doing this. Today, we are covering so much and we're really digging into a real life example of a brand that has integrated its values still has a seven-figure business and has continued to grow their podcast listenership to still be one of the number one podcasts out there of its kind. We're going to be talking about what it means to flaunt your fire for our guest, Rick Mulready, what Rick's perspective was on values previously and how that's evolved over time for him, how he began to revisit and update his values 
and how that process led to integrating his values and how that changed over time. Rick's going to be sharing how having clearly defined values evolve the way that he shows up, who he has on his podcast, what subject matter is being covered on the podcast. And he's also going to be digging into a common opinion about needing social media that he would like to disrupt. And you know, it would not be a Font Your Fire podcast if we did not share one action you can take today to get results for yourself. So who is this Rick Mulready person I'm talking to? Let me tell you all about Rick. Rick is the host of the Art of Online Business podcast and an industry-leading expert in teaching online experts how to optimize their online businesses to take them to the next level. He is a not-so-secret superpower of simplifying Facebook and Instagram ads, teaching thousands of online entrepreneurs all over the world how to create consistent leads and sales with ads, and he's built a seven-figure business as an online expert and course creator from the ground up using Facebook and Instagram ads, showing other online experts how to do the same without getting sucked into the endless guessing games or unnecessary overwhelm. Before starting Rick's business, he spent 12 years in corporate internet advertising, working with the likes of AOL, Yahoo, Funny or Die, and Vibrant Media, where he sold and managed online ad campaigns for some of the largest brands in the world. And Erica Corday and I have had the pleasure of really getting to know Rick, unpacking and unveiling his values, and supporting him with some of the work that we're going to talk about today. So without delaying any further, let's get this show on the road. Thank you so much for being here today, Rick. Welcome. Thank you very much. This is, uh, I'm honored to be on this side of the microphone, if you will. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited to have you on this side because I feel like we've had so many conversations privately. Yeah. And we've also had, I think, at least two publicly on your podcast. So. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the two, the first two of, of many, we haven't <laughs> talked about that, but I mean, I love having you and Eric on the show. So. Oh, well, it would be a pleasure to be back anytime. And it's always so fun to be able to kind of flip the script, so to speak, and interview you. So yeah. I know with every Font Your Fire episode, I ask our guests, so I'm asking you to share what does flaunting your fire mean for you right now today? Right now today, this what this means for me is just being unapologetic about being yourself. And I know that that sounds kind of like those kind of words get thrown around a lot. But when you, like we, you said to me before we started recording, I was like, like, please be yourself. If you want to curse, just you show up as you. And just saying that little bit allowed, it was just like, I was excited. <laughs> I was like, I mean, I don't have to like, you know, I don't have to filter myself in any, in any way. When I'm able to show up on unapologetically me, and I'm not saying I don't in everything else I do. I mean, I would say like, cursing i generally don't curse on my podcast but yet <laughs> when i'm when my in my normal life i do a lot um but being having the ability to show up as yourself and to be able to share your gifts 
with the confidence that, you know what, I'm really good at what I do and I'm not afraid to say that. And so I'm sharing with my audience and with your audience here with confidence. It's funny because like my wife and I were just talking about this exact topic last night and we we're talking <laughs> about confidence and, and all that stuff. And we were talking about where it shows up for us and where it doesn't show up for us. And one thing I said to her, I said, I have zero reason not to be confident in whatever I'm doing. And that can be really easy to, I think, sort of look past, um, if you will, because you're just kind of going, you know, during your day and just like, okay, one day <laughs> leads into the next day, into the next day, uh, especially in, in our world in the past couple of years and this summer, especially like we were talking about earlier, right. but yeah, all that really, that's what flaunt your fire really means to me. All those things. Uh, Thank you so much for sharing. And can I just say that you and your wife have the best conversations from <laughs> things that you've shared with me. Uh, conversations just get me so excited. So I love being able to have anyone consuming our content and taking in this episode that is in audio and written form to know that that can trickle down into your personal life and to keep having those deeper conversations. Yeah. I mean, it just, it really does strengthen the being more of yourself. It really does. And that's really why we had, you know, just to be completely honest and transparent, that's why we were having the conversation because we'd kind of gotten away from that. You know, um, I have a three and a half year old daughter, Maya, and she is my, she's my everything. It's a, it's, it's a lot to have a three and a half year old daughter. Right. <laughs> and, um, you know, she goes to school for like four hours in the morning, um, each morning, five days a week. But, and then after that, um, you know, she has, a, she's still napping, which is really good, but we haven't had any help, um, since before the pandemic. And that has really affected our relationship in terms of prioritizing us. And I know this isn't a relationship <laughs> podcast episode, but you know, this is kind of what's been, what's been top of mind, uh, for me, especially this week, it's a Wednesday. So the past few days, and it was really about <clears throat> taking that time for ourselves and sort of getting back to the basics, if you will, of, um, being ourselves with each other, showing up as the confident, humans that we are, but also putting things into place that eases up the, you know, everything that we've got going on because she, my, my wife is an entrepreneur too. She has a, she runs an online business as well. She's a health coach. And so she's doing her own thing. I'm doing my thing. And then we have a daughter, you know, our daughter and, and so many people listening can be like, yeah, I totally relate to that. But anyway, just a backstory about where that conversation was coming from last night. No, I so appreciate it because I think so often we can get caught into talking about what we do or mm -hmm. business. I mean, you and I were talking about how a D-series all about like, tell me what you do for a living. So yep. is LA. <laughs> yep. But we yep. forget why we're doing it, right? We're not totally. working for the sake of working. We have real lives and real families and things that matter to us that yeah. we're doing all of this for. We're doing it for impact. We're doing it for change. Yep. And so I just feel like um, I, I want to normalize and continue to witness more people like yourself willing to talk about 
the things behind the scenes that may not have anything to do with business, but they're part of your why. Totally. And and my why with the business is, and this was something that came later in the business. I've been doing this for eight and a half years now. And for the first several years, I'm not afraid to say, like the reason I was doing it was because I wanted to make a lot of money and I wanted to work when I wanted to work, essentially. Nothing wrong with that, but <clears throat> became much deeper than, than that when my daughter was born. So again, three and a half years ago, she'll be four in December of 2022. And when she was born, that all changed. And the reason it changed was, yes, she was my why, is my why, but it was more than that because I wanted to, to show her what's possible when it comes to making money that I wasn't shown growing up. Mm. Yeah. You said that a lot changed once you had a child. Mm -hmm. um, I'm really curious to know if you could share what your perspective was on values prior to that in your life and how that's evolved through now. Well, it certainly has evolved and especially, you know, like the work that you and, and I and, and Erica did um, early last year. But even before that, when Maya was born, for example, you know, I didn't have the, you know, like uh, it just takes on a different meaning. Like integrity is our number one value and integrity can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people, which is, which is totally great. But now it took on the meaning of it, the, the meaning of it expanded for me, meaning I wasn't just, I didn't want to just run a business with the number one value of having integrity or being in integrity and also my team. But now I want it to be the example of integrity to show my daughter. Hmm. Granted, she was just <laughs> three and a half years ago, she was just born. <laughs> so she doesn't understand that, but that's the lens through which my values began to shift in that I didn't want to just live by these values and make decisions through these, through the, through the filter of these values. I wanted to be an example of these values for my daughter. Uh, that's so powerful. Do you feel like any of your values may have changed after the last few years of going through a pandemic uh, prior to that, having a child, and then also your your daughter's getting older as well. <laughs> and we've yes. had social justice uprising and everything in the middle. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> well, I don't, the, the values didn't shift necessarily in terms of because of my daughter, although wanting to be an example of what's possible and in my eyes and as well as my wife, Amy's eyes, for example, <clears throat> our second value is, and these aren't really in any order. I shouldn't say like our second value, <laughs> but like, you know, advocacy, for example, and vulnerability. These are a couple of our, of our, of our values. And I don't think, well, I know that I didn't have the clarity on the values that, that I'm, I'm able to clearly articulate right now prior to, well, especially prior, not prior to when she was born. 
but with all of the things that have happened over the past couple of years, not so much the pandemic, but just a lot of the, you know, the, the, the racial stuff and all this stuff. And like, that's really where I started to think far more deeply about my values. And not only that, but communicating them to the audience that I'm trying to attract. And that yeah. was different. Like some, some of these values, like for example, like advocacy or what have you, or, you know, that sort of thing. There are people who, I mean, as we know, aren't going to agree with that, you know, <laughs> and that's totally fine. Whereas I think earlier on in my business, in the early years, I was like, I would, I would be more afraid of that. I'm like, Ooh, I don't want to lose people. You know what I mean? Right. And just it, you know, it's, it sounds like I've been in business for 20 years, <laughs> but it's like that has shifted over the past couple of years. And I'm like, please, you know, I want to repel people who don't align with my values and being 110% okay with that. Whereas I, I honestly couldn't say that same thing in the first few years of the business. Yeah, there's a lot to what you shared there. And as someone who, <laughs> along with Erica Corday through Pause on the Play, um, supported you with that, I, I think there's an immense power of taking the values that we know we have deep down and defining those words because words like integrity, words like advocacy, words like vulnerability can yep. mean so many different things to so many <clears throat> different people. Um, one of the things that I witnessed you do in the last few years is to get them down and to define them. So that way your yep. team is on the same page or anyone supporting you as an outside contractor like a uh, podcast production company can really be on the same page with what's important to your brand. Um, did you notice any shifts as far as who you began to attract once you started to communicate these values? A hundred percent. And I'm, I'm still far from where I want to be in terms of that attraction, but I did start to notice. And I, I think the biggest thing was people were reaching out and saying, Hey, where do you stand on this or that. And, you know, t the, the very first question you asked me about what does Flaunt Your Fire mean? This is part of it of, you know what, not being afraid to share the value of advocacy or vulnerability or integrity, being very open about that and communicating that. We're going to be redesigning our website here and I literally just was thinking about this this morning on a, on a walk I was taking was like, I'm going to have right up in the, in the nav part of the website values. And I'm going to list them all out here, <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> and again, with the descriptions of what, of what they are. But as I started to talk more about it, you know, my podcast is my biggest platform. Um, and so rather than posting it like on Instagram, for example, where hardly anybody sees my stuff, <laughs> I want to use my biggest platform. And when I started talking about it, I did start to attract more people who align with these values. I think that I can do even a better job of that, but I think that it's a start. And I say a start, meaning like the past year and a half, 
that's one thing that's very frustrating to me is that I want like, I'm like, okay, I'm so happy with the values that we are, we have clearly defined and we are certainly living through them in our business and in the people that we work with, you know, uh, one thing that we're doing that we never did before is for people who reach out about being on the podcast or people who apply to my accelerator coaching program. We are now, well, I mean, we're, we've always been very particular about who we allow in through the lens of basically, are they good people? You know, are they doing good things? But now we've taken that such a step further. And from what we are able to tell through their, um, you know, their online presence, do they, do they align with our values? Mm, and if they that. don't, then no, right? It's a very, <laughs> it's a very quick and easy no. And that's something that I never did early on. And so when I'm able to bring guests on the podcast that align with our values, that is attracting more people to my audience that are aligning with those values as well. And then again, repelling people that, that don't align. And that's totally fine. I absolutely love that because I think that integration of the values is mm -hmm. so important. So often we hear about, you know, I've done these values work. Now let me slap it on my site. And getting it on your site is important. But, you know, for anyone taking in this conversation we're having, I want you to recognize that Rick, you're just getting around to doing that. And you right. reworked your values like over a year ago, I believe, with us. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, it's be and, and the other reason for that is I know you're like, wait, why is it taking you so long? We actually have it on our accelerator application page. Right. It's, it's right on it's right on the page. And that's the most visited page that that we do that we do have because I'm always talking about it on the podcast. And so what I've tried to do is prioritize, I'm like, all right, where is the the biggest bang for my buck, if you will? Where where can I be talking about this the most, where the most people are going to hear about it and, and see it? So we prioritized the podcast. Um, and then we went to um, the accelerator page on, on that is part of the website, but it's a completely separate page, right? Most people go directly to that page. Um, but yeah, and, and like, and I don't think I finished my thought earlier about where I get frustrated is like, I want overnight results, right? <laughs> like, wait, I've done this work. I'm doing this work. It's not like, oh, it's, it's December. My work is done. You know, like this is ongoing always, but like, I want to, you know, everybody in my audience to be aligning with these, with these values. And it just takes time. And that was something that, that both you and Erica really reminded me of is like, this is a journey. This is not like, okay, values are clear. You're starting to talk about it within your business and really live by these values. It doesn't happen overnight. You know, like the, the quote unquote results of, <laughs> of having this, not like, all right, I do this on Tuesday and Friday, we're good to go that this is ongoing. And that part can be frustrating for me because like, it's, it's a slower process than, than what I want. It is. And I think one of the most important things that I want to reflect back to you is that you looked at 
the most important places that are yep. getting the highest traffic. Um, for those of you that may not know, please let me know if something has changed, Rick. But your podcast is the number one way that you are sharing what you have to offer and yep. getting people to apply to be a part of your accelerator program. Yep. So it makes the most sense to start there with changing um, some of the conversations that you're having, making any small tweaks and shifts of who the guests are, as well as just being open and vulnerable and sharing what you're working on and what these words mean to you, what these values are and how they inform everything that you do. And so naturally, of course, here we are, you know, a year, maybe some extra later, you're getting around to the website update and pairing that with that or some other pieces that maybe people aren't paying as much attention to because we all have yeah. areas of our business where they aren't. When you said Instagram, I instantly related because I'm like, yes, most business owners that I work with as well as our own brands are getting very little attention to anything on Instagram unless it's so, a real or story. So it's like, why would you start there? <laughs> can we talk about that for a second? Actually, I'm so glad that this has come up. So I have, you know, there's a member of my accelerator coaching program who challenges me rightfully, you know, she's been amazing in bringing things up at different times to challenge me on maybe some of these values. And when I'm remembering, like, I don't know, I don't know if it, I don't know if it was the beginning of this year or the end of last year or something. I think it was beginning of this year. And something came up where she was challenging me. Oh, I know it was, it was the beginning of, of the, when Russia um, invaded the Ukraine. Mm. So what was that like February ish somewhere around there? And, you know, long story short is she and I had several discussions and one thing, one area that she brought up was, I wish you talk about, I wish you would talk about more of your values on Instagram. And I thought that was so interesting. And I, I, I chatted through with her exactly what we're talking about right now is that I didn't prioritize or I don't prioritize Instagram because nobody sees my stuff. And that's not even, and that's, that's just that. Then there's the whole other thing about the platform itself, right? Right. And, and so, how the platform may be misaligned with your values to begin with. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so I just found it really interesting when I explained like, look, like, you know, I can reach three quarters of a million people on my podcast in just a few months versus having, you know, 80 people <laughs> see something on Instagram. Like I think 80 is even generous in addition to, yeah, aligning you know, the platform aligning with, with values. And so I just found it interesting that like, it was like, well, that's where I look and which is totally fine, but I don't know. I just, I don't really have any point to saying this, but that's just when you're talking about Instagram and like a lot of people not like moving away from the platform, I just found it very interesting where the values, I don't know, like, and you said that we can kind of just have a chat here. So that's what's, this is what's coming yeah, up no, for me right so now. Cool. Like, I, I think that, and I'm not saying this is the case for, for this person, but one of the challenges that I have is when people talk about having these values, whatever the values are for them. And a lot of people talk, especially in the online space, right? They, they talk about values in a way that 
Mm, how do I say this? Commodifies it is what shows up for me. It's a Thank commodity you. that you need to parade around in certain places so that you Perf- can get a stamp of approval. Okay. It's I very mean, surface. I'm glad that you said that because that was beautifully <laughs> said exactly what I was thinking, but not the words weren't coming. <laughs> so they're saying it <clears throat> to, like you said, commodify it and, and, and parade it around. But yet on the flip side, what the reality is, is they're not living by those values and where I get frustrated. And this is something I really shouldn't get frustrated with because I can do nothing about it (laughs) is when people like you talk to people and, and, you know, I'm always curious, like, who are you following? You know, what podcast you listen to, where do you read or what have you and names come up and I'm like, wait, I know that you have different values than this person. Cause I know a lot of people, right? And so I know the realities of a lot of situations and like that part gets me really frustrated because I feel like they're like, you're almost like someone, a lot of people are blind to it because it's like, well, I'm just a fan of that person. Have been for a long time. I don't care what they do. I'm gonna continue to be a fan. Uh my body is just like, no, no, no. <laughs> because when we put someone on a pedestal like that, we begin to other them. We begin to no longer have the same expectations of them as we would any other human in our lives. And therefore, yeah. we have attached ourselves to an entity, but there's no accountability for that entity. There's no yes. questioning. There's no digging deeper, no true awareness as to why we're willing to give this person our vote because every time you take in someone's content, you're giving an algorithm a vote to show it to more people. Absolutely. And, and up until recently, and I mean recently, like in the past, like three to four months, it would, it was driving me nuts. Like I would, that exact situation that we're talking about here, I would see that happening and it, it would like, just boggle my mind. And I used to get really, really frustrated by it. But then once I realized exactly what you're saying here, India is like, all right, you know what? Okay. That's the way it's going to be. I can't do anything about it. And that's just the situation. And I'm, I'm going to, I can only do me over here. I can stay in my lane and I can take care of what I'm able to take care of. And it's to live by and, represent these values and reflect these values in everything that I do and who I am and my being, that's the only thing I can control. That's so true because (laughs) I'll just say that being on the back end of a lot of things and having access to a lot of names and people and brands, you know, I see a lot, my co-founder Erica through Pause on the Play witnesses a lot. Um, And the only thing that we can continue to do on our end is to lead by example. And I've noticed over time that some of the people who may be like a really big fan of this brand or like, I'm only going to buy from this place or I'm only going to wear this thing or this Mm -hmm. brand or this company, um, eventually over time, they sometimes surprise you and come around and start to question why did I like that so much? Was it that I really liked it and it felt aligned or was it really good manipulative marketing? 
was it herd mentality of like everyone likes this so you need to like it too yep and sometimes those people surprise you to begin to shift things for themselves but not only shift it but I, I always say if it's like one that says something, it's probably like 20 more that don't contact you and reach out yes. that are like, wow, you made me really rethink this. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I I like that. And, you know, you say that you're asking me, like, how has living by these values that, you know, that we really refined and created a little over a year ago, how has that like what effect has that had on the business and the people I'm attracting? I think that one huge positive is that I'm getting more questions about how I feel about whatever, whatever they're, you know, whatever's important to them. Whereas in the past I never did, you know, it was just like, I feel like people are asking better questions, but at the same time, I think those people who are asking those questions have always asked those questions, but now I'm attracting them into my world, if you will. Right. And I'm, I'm, I'm being open and showing people with that, that, you know, that align with the values that they can ask those questions. If that right. makes sense. You've given them the space to know that yes. you are willing to accept those questions and respond back. And that's yep. huge because so much of especially the online business world, in my opinion, can be a very one-way conversation with this is how it is. This is the message I'm putting out and I don't really want your feedback. Buy my stuff or keep it moving. (laughs) And so it shifts the relationship with you as well um, to no longer be this, this talking head or this deliverer of information or resources or education because you're wealth of information, but also you're someone who is open to a real conversation yeah. And, and I, and I, again, going, just echoing what I said earlier, I can continue, I can very much do a better job of this on the podcast. Like there are some things and, and if I'm being completely honest, it's like, there's part fear part, like, what am I going to say about this? There are topics that, that you and I chatted about a year ago <laughs> that I still haven't even covered on the podcast for, for those reasons. And that's not an excuse. That is like, as we're talking, as we're having this conversation right now, I'm also thinking, wow, like, why haven't I done that? And it's, I'm excited to dive into those topics. Now I have on a lot of them, but I think like there are some bigger opportunities to do that. And for those listening with the, you know, if you're creating content in any way, one thing that really excites me that I never even considered when I was working with India and her uh, business partner, Erica, was I can revisit old content and update it and have a discussion about it, but, you know, on the podcast, have a discussion about it and how my views have changed on whatever I was talking about through the lens of these values. And I never, like, I would never even thought of that earlier before our work together. And that's super exciting to me. Uh, I get chills just thinking about that because we're constantly evolving as humans. (laughs) And obviously our brands and businesses are doing the same thing. 
And so there's just so much opportunity to have that integrity and that transparency through including people along the way of like, here's what's changing and here's why. Um, and it seems really simple once you hear someone remind you of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it has such an impact to do it because it just, it's kind of like letting people peer behind the curtain and know what's going on, you know? Um, it invites them in in a way that just traditional content alone could never fully do. Values have been toted as something that you should have, but no one's really told you what to do with them. Taking a static word and turning it into action is truly the sweet spot where values become guiding principles on how we respond, make choices, and create impact with your brand. Inside Pause on the Play the Community, you'll be getting access to a curated exploration on integrating your values. And as a cool part of this curated, self-guided exploration, you'll also get access to our workshop replay for From Implicit to Explicit, Reconsidering What You Know About Values. In that workshop, we're going to dig into how behavior modeling can showcase your values through your actions, why pausing to establish shared meanings and definitions is a must, and you'll also get access in this curated exploration to our live office hours where you get to talk to Erica Corday and myself directly and strategize how to actually apply the things that you're learning or the values that you have so you can integrate them into your life and into your brand more robustly, more explicitly as you're witnessing Rick has done here today. You can find out more and join us over at pauseontheplay.com slash community and join us anytime. We are always open to you. Again, that is pauseontheplay.com slash community. See you there. Speaking of your podcast, I know one of the things that has evolved over time is specifically the things that you're choosing to talk about mm-hmm. in your solo episodes, which typically are a little bit quicker than your interviews um, yep. or shorter, I should say. Yep. But I would love if you could share what are some of the things that evolved and the types of guests and content that you're having that maybe doesn't directly seem like it has anything to do with your values, but it does. I mean, everything, to be honest with you. <laughs> And I'm not trying to have a cop-out answer. It's like, come on, Rick, that's a bullshit answer. But like (laughs) all the guests that I have on now are through the lens of these values. And also what's, what comes to my mind in these two episodes that I'm thinking about haven't been released yet and they will be, but a few things there I can, in in each of the episodes, there were each of the episodes I'm thinking of two different people. There was something said that I was like, mm, "Not cool." Oh. And where in the past I would probably just let it go, I would just release it. Whereas <clears throat> now I have a conversation with the person afterwards, and depending on what it was, if it's like really egregious, which it, I wouldn't even get to that point, right? But I will delete it. I will just edit it out of the show because I'm like, I don't, that doesn't align with my values. I'm not including that in there. And that happened twice over the past few months where in one of them, and I'm not making an excuse, but I'm just, this is what happened. I think is a, is a cultural thing. Mm. Um, talking about uh cultural thing, like in the Philippines. Got it. 
And so I was like, ooh, that I didn't like that. I also tried to think about the flip side from a cultural aspect. And I'm like, oh, is that like part of the culture? Since I'm releasing it on my podcast, I'm not going to include it right. in there. Right. But I'm what I'm doing with the, I call them the Wednesday episodes. So I publish on Wednesdays and Fridays. Fridays is that, that quick tip episode, that shorter episode. And Wednesdays are generally <clears throat> either a full length episode with just a solo episode, or I have the guests on, but the guests that I have on all need to align with my values. And one thing I never did a very good job of again, <laughs> just being reminded of it's so like, it's like, duh, Rick, why aren't you doing this? But like when I have a guest on that's new, building a relationship with that person after the episode. Ah, uh, that is so huge. And it's like so obvious, right? <laughs> but, um, just like just, ex yeah, just yesterday, we're recording this on a Wednesday, just yesterday, uh, somebody that, that you and Erica, um, uh, introduced me to was Jaquette Timmons. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I just had her, I just interviewed her for the second time. I interviewed her and released an episode back in December of 2021. And then I just interviewed her yesterday to talk about, you know, the economy and all this recession talk and just to get some straight talk on this. And because there's a lot of like, I think there's a lot of, uh, fear going, going through like online businesses. Right. Absolutely. So I, I was like, Jack, I want to have a few different people. Jacquette is definitely one of the people that I want to have on to talk about this topic. And, you know, we, I've developed a relationship in chatting with her and that is, that has happened a lot more than it used to. And that was a result of just conversations that you and I had and Erica had is like, well, like when you have these guests on and they're brand new, like you've never met them before, you have a great opportunity to continue the conversation. Right. And I was yes. like, uh, yeah, and I wasn't doing that. Well, and, and it's also part of, you know, diversifying your network. Um, yeah. Some people can look at diversity as race or gender and things like that. Mm -hmm. But also, I mean, you're talking about Jaquette, who is different than you in those aspects, and is also a financial behaviorist, which isn't exactly what you do. And that gives you a go-to person to be yeah. able to bounce these things off of because our economy is looking a little interesting and many people are afraid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I mean, I had questions for just in general that basically like what I'm seeing from like students asking and, and so on. I was also very selfish in the, in the interview where I was like asking a lot of questions for myself <laughs> and bringing things. And I'm like, I'd love to know more about this. And, you know, like she's just an amazing, amazing person, but she's just one example of what we're, what we're talking about, having the ability to develop those relationships and yes, diversify. I hate the word network, but like just people that, um, I'm able to talk to on a regular basis and, or, you know, or some regular basis. And that's something that I didn't do, um, pretty much at all, uh, not too long ago. And that is not something I'm proud of, but you know, I can change going forward. 
Well, I just want to also take a moment to acknowledge that one of the things that you've been doing that I have been very excited about is in a podcast called The Art of Online Business, right? We can very much focus on the business. Yeah. Um, but you revisited the premise of that and you honed in on the more impact, more profit, mm-hmm. less hustle piece of that. It's evolved a little bit from where it started. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that less hustle and defining what that is and yep. showing people that it's possible, helping them to get new ways of thinking, new ways of being to remove themselves from the hustle if they've already been there or the burnout um, is so, so important. And it's conversations that a lot of podcasts that are very business focused tend to skip. So I just want to acknowledge you for having multiple therapists and people who are in the healing space on to talk about those types of things and how the hustle affects your body, your mind, your spirit, all of the above. Yeah. Um, as a as a path to really continue to hone in on making space for what's important in your life beyond your work. Yeah, thank you for saying that. And I, I think that over the past, especially over the past, say, eight to 10 months, those are some of the topics and episodes that I get the most feedback on. You know, I, I hear from people like, thank you for talking about burnout. Thank you for talking about this whole toxic hustle culture that you're offering a different perspective and a real perspective. And I've been going through this, but no one talks about it. So I feel like I'm alone in this. Um, I mean, I've had three episodes or maybe I'm talking, eh, I've had a few episodes like just on burnout. I just recorded. It's not even out yet um, with a guy by the name of Jude Charles. And he is amazing. And I interviewed, he's a, he's a, uh, documentary filmmaker and I had him on, we did a part one and part two about like storytelling and how to use storytelling in your business and so forth. And what came up in one of the conversations was his story about burnout. And I was like, Whoa, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> As you get into it, I was like, I want to kind of put a pin in this because this, I would like to have an entire episode about this topic with you. And again, I think these are topics that are all part of, I mean, yes, the podcast is about online business, burnout and the mental health side of it, uh, hustle culture, all these types of things are part of, unfortunately, right? Running an online business and is it is it's what's glorified. And I want to go the opposite direction. It is. And I I think it's so cool for those of you who have not checked out The Art of Online Business to go take a look. I mean, you can pull it up right now if you're listening without it interrupting this episode and look at the topics because it's not just that we're going to address the mental health piece of this, yeah. but you dove back in like April, I believe, where you were talking about Um, I think the episode title is your free Facebook group is hurting your business. (laughs) And so like, there's all these things out there that we're saying is like, oh, if you own an online business, you have to have a free Facebook group. You have to do this. You have to do that. That we don't even realize that subscribing to this one size fits all, you have to do all these things. It's what's leading to the burnout. 
Yeah. We're not pausing and working with someone like yourself to find out if that's the right thing for your business and for also how you are as a human. Like, is that going to be good for your nervous system and your <laughs> lifestyle? I just recorded an episode yesterday. Again, it's, I think it's coming out. Uh, I don't know if it's actually, I was late. I think it's maybe coming out this Friday uh, about you do not need to be doing social media to grow your business. Ah, thank you for saying it. <laughs> and, you know, like I asked this question uh, in in my accelerator group and I got different, you know, I said, why do you do social media in your business? And I got a whole bunch of different answers, but one woman really stuck out for me. She said, I do it because I feel like I have to, and I don't enjoy it at all. And so I, should. I followed up with her you know, like in, you know, in the comments of when she posted that and I said, what would you do if you didn't do, what would you do with that time? What would you do with that freed up mental space when, if you didn't have to, if you didn't do social media and I could, I mean, she's writing this out, but I could just tell that her energy just opened up. She's <laughs> like, oh, I would have so many more hours during, during the week. I would spend time thinking and doing things for myself and hanging out with my husband and all this other stuff. And like, you could just tell, like, do you mean it's possible <laughs> that <laughs> and it was just like, it was just amazing. And so a lot of these things I'm, I'm wanting to cover on the podcast because it just like you just said, India is like people, like it's what is people are, people are doing it. They talk about it. And so, and they talk about how successful it is for them. But what's not talked about is it's not for everybody. No. You know, like, sure, if you love social media and you're doing it with a purpose and through the values of, you know, what you what you have identified, great, cool. But it's not, you don't have to be doing these things in order to create a business that is successful for you, whatever the definition of success is for you. Well, I mean, I was going to ask you, like, what is one common opinion or popular approach that you'd like to disrupt? But I have a feeling that you just <laughs> you just dropped the mic on that a second I ago. Think, <laughs> I think that's it right there. Is that <laughs> you, you don't have to be doing social media. I am, you know, I whatever you see on any kind of social media right now is basically. Um, showing like just content that I'm, you know, new podcast episodes or what have you. Right. Repurposing. Repurposing it. And I think there's a time and place for, and this is something that you and I talked about extensively of if I decide to do any type of social media, why not use it to showcase sort of the behind the scenes, how I align with the values that I, that I've created and I live the values that I um, have created, but I still haven't done that because I'm, I just, it doesn't come easy to me. Social media, I just in general doesn't come easy to me. And so I've decided just kind of like, I'm not doing it and I haven't done it. And the point that I was trying to make in that episode is that you can have a very successful business. And again, I always caveat that whatever success means to you, you can have a very successful business without doing social media. And I said, I can rattle off a whole list of names that have, you know, huge businesses and are very successful and are very happy in their business who do no social media at all. And so that it's completely possible. 
Uh, I'm so with you on that thought. Uh, Social media is not for everyone. And for a variety of reasons, whether it's your capacity, your amount of time a day, that it doesn't convert for you because of the type of business you have or the platform Mm -hmm. you're on is drying up and, and becoming ancient. Whatever your reason, it's not for everyone. And there are plenty of other alternatives to still have success. I mean, Rick, you're proof of that. You really don't put any time and effort into social media yeah. like that. And you yeah. still have a very successful business and one of the most popular podcasts in in the world. So <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'm curious. I'd love to get your thought on that, India. Like, do you gravitate? Is there any form of so or platform right now that that you do gravitate towards? Personally, no. <laughs> yeah. When it comes to um, giving any strategic feedback to someone, um, I always say, what's the goal? You know, if the goal is to get some organic reach for people who did not previously know you existed, then you don't want to go to a platform whose algorithm is not set up for that. You want to go to one where it is, which right now is TikTok. However, TikTok is changing. So keep that in mind. Um, One of the things that... And I'll, I'll be brief about it and probably expand in another episode. But if you look at the history of Facebook first, Facebook used to be this organic timeline, this organic reach. Mm-hmm. Business accounts weren't really separate from personal accounts because there weren't any business accounts. And yep. then all of a sudden you had this business thing. And then all of a yep. sudden they started charging for ads for business things. Yep. And then they slowly stopped showing your business account posts to anybody if you didn't pay an ad. You look at Instagram, the same thing happened over time. And now we're watching Instagram kind of dry up like Facebook did. Um, People are leaving Instagram in massive droves because there's no organic reach anymore. Um, And TikTok right now is not quite there. But I do want to acknowledge that TikTok has started to do things that I witnessed happen in these other two social media platforms before it dried up. So being able to pre-schedule posts through services like Later or eClencher or all of these different social media schedulers. You could not do that with TikTok months ago. Now you can. Now there's different designations from personal accounts to creator accounts to business accounts. So I'm going to say that I don't have a, a crystal ball and can tell the future, but if you look at the past, there's a good chance that even TikTok may end up in the same place that these other two platforms have been in in the near yeah. future. I agree. My my wife, who is a big TikTok consumer, and she posts a lot for, for her business. She said to me the other day, she's like, ooh, I just got an amazing ad on TikTok that was completely relevant to me. And I was like, that's a perfect example of how TikTok is quickly evolving their yes. ad game. And Absolutely. It's only going to grow from there. Absolutely. And so uh, to bring it back to your original question, I don't personally love any social platform. I think they all have some problematic and sometimes racist algorithms. Yes. (laughs) And my, uh, my thoughts are if you're looking to get organic reach for people who don't know you exist, it's to go to the newest one and be an early adapter before they start having business accounts. (laughs) <laughs> <Right>. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. 
Well, I know we could chat forever, but I do want to be respectful of your time. So it would not be a Fault Your Fire episode if we did not transition people from consumption to action. So do you feel like there's one action that you would want someone to take today based on the conversation that we had? 100%. And that is, and, and I'm sure it's talked about a lot here, you know, other guests and so forth, but get clear on your on your values. If you don't have values in your business that you, and I, and I, I say in your business, if you're a business owner, it doesn't mean that, well, hopefully it doesn't mean it's like, oh, these are the values for only on the business side. <laughs> like, okay, integrity doesn't, isn't important to me on the personal side. No, no, no. You're coming up with values that you live by and that are reflective of through the business as well. And so if you don't, and I talk to a lot of people who don't have clear values. I mean, I didn't for a long time, but one thing is that I've learned and we've talked about here today is that everything that you do, especially on the business side and again, again, in the, in the personal side as well, through the lens of the values. So if you don't have values and it's not like you're going to sit down one afternoon and spend one hour and like, okay, cool. I'm done with my values. Like this is a work in progress. It's going to take some time, but just start to identify what are the most important things? What are the most important values to you that maybe aren't being reflected in both your business and your personal life and just start to get some clarity there? Ah, such a powerful call to action. Rick, could you please tell everyone, where can they find you if they're interested in learning more about your podcast, as well as your incredible business accelerator program? Thank you. Um, Yeah, the podcast is the Art of Online Business Podcast. So whatever podcast platform that you're listening to shows on, when you're listening right now, the show is on that platform as well. Um, I do two episodes per week, like I mentioned. So just make sure you subscribe so that you don't miss any of the episodes. And then also the Accelerator program. So we work with um, what I like to say established online course creators, coaches, maybe people have a membership. And by established, you're not beginning, right? You've already uh, got your business rolling and and you're doing well, but now you're looking to uh, scale your business and your impact. And we like to say by working no more than a 25 hour work week. That's kind of our threshold, if you will. I have plenty of people who are working like 10 hours a week and they're like, yeah, I showed up and then I went back to lay on the couch or whatever. I went to do this. (laughs) Like, that's what this is all about. This is not the hustle culture. And if the hustle, I mean, no one listening right now, I'm I'm sure is into that, but like if hustle and all that stuff is important to you, great. Like that's not the program for you, but you can go to uh, rickmulready.com forward slash accelerator. And that has all the information about the program right there. Awesome. 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 Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for being open and willing to share what you've shared today. I so enjoy talking to you and I have a feeling that this is the first of many more interviews to come. (laughs) I would love to come back. Thank you, India. I appreciate it. (laughs) Thank you so much, Rick. I so enjoyed this podcast episode with Rick. I mean, he's always such a pleasure to talk to. And I just love that he's willing to be open and transparent and vulnerable, especially here in such a recorded and public platform. 
One of the things that I enjoy that Rick was transparent about is that in the early years of his business, he was afraid of sharing his values. He was afraid of being a bit divergent and sharing his perspective and, you know, opinions that might be different from the norm on certain things. But in recent years, he's moved away from that and has said, hey, I want to actually repel the people who don't align with my values and is 110% okay with that now. And how making that statement, acknowledging that and transitioning into being in that place has transformed his business, has transformed his podcast. And dare I say it's transformed parts of his life. For Rick, thinking more deeply about his values and really unpacking and further developing which each one meant to him, especially the value of integrity, allowed him to have more clarity. For example, integrity for him began to go beyond just integrity in the workplace and with his team, but recognizing that integrity for him also showed up in his life and that he wanted to be an example for his daughter of what integrity can appear to be in the world and what actions are like out there to support that. And that shows up in so many other areas. You know, when you begin to dig deeper into these things and integrate them into all the places, it informs small things and large. And for Rick, one of those things you can literally witness on his podcast. He's doing interviews about how hustle culture, you know, is not supporting the online business world. And he has special guests like Amna Rahman, who's been here before, and Helena. Lucia, who are talking about the effects of burnout, both on our mental health, but also like neurologically in our systems and the science behind it. And there's just so many great episodes you'll find over at the Art of Online Business podcast. So I encourage you that if you've enjoyed this episode, if you've enjoyed Rick, to go check it out and give his episodes a listen today. And I don't know if you can tell, but I personally have been pretty fired up. So (laughs) you're going to witness more and more of me integrating my own values and some of the conversations happening here through the rest of the year and that inner fire burning within me. Until then, I'll see you on the next episode. The Flaunt Your Fire podcast is brought to you by the wonderful brand I co-founded, Pause on the Play. You can learn more about Pause on the Play's community, workshops, and implicit to explicit masterclass at pauseontheplay.com. That's pauseontheplay.com. Ready to get clear on what matters? Let's do this. From implicit to explicit is a framework that helps you to get clear on what matters and how it informs the way you live and lead in your workplace. Whether it's focusing on the team building and connection that can happen when you talk about what matters to you as a person or how it informs the outcomes that you seek in your business, it can all completely change the game. Having clarity on what your values are and how this shapes the way your work creates the foundation for every action that you take, and then sharing this information across your team explicitly. This is what creates confidence and integrity in what it is that you are creating and sharing with the world. 
Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash explicit to learn more about this collaborative and interactive workshop and sign up today. Ready to lead through your values?